everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of Our Baseball Weekly, the weekly podcast from the Baseball subreddit. My name is Lewis, and today we're probably going to have a little shorter episode for you. It is just me and Nine hanging out, talking about the wildcard series and looking ahead to the division series. If you missed it this past week, uh, we put out a pretty monster wildcard series preview nine you had some stats on uh lengthwise compared to the rest of our episodes yeah it is it is uh unsurprisingly the longest episode we've ever done uh the same the version of the same episode we did last year which didn't have wildcard series but had uh the two wildcard games and the two division series uh that were unaffected by wildcard games last year was uh, an hour and a half as opposed right. to two and a half hours 225 53 um our previous longest episode was last year's trade deadline preview, which was two hours, 22 minutes. Also had an, uh, a segment about the Orioles. The next longest was last year's trade deadline preview, which also had a super long trivia segment. Right. Uh, this would, yeah, uh, our progressive single episode length record is number one, number two, number 13, 14, 31, 82, 93. Top five longest episodes are eight, 93, 82, 31, 14, and 30. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if you missed that, um, there are four teams that got previewed pretty heavily that are still in it. So you, you can go ahead and go back and listen to at least those segments. It's pretty easy to scrub around and over the AL were, uh, hit by hit. Um, yeah, last Wednesday I did four interviews with the AL ones, uh, and then the intro and Nime did two longer dual interviews with you know we, we had both the nl reps sitting in together and the opening so um we, we're yeah. sorry we, we you, don't you and i had very busy wednesdays last week <laughs> yes we had very busy wednesdays we are sorry we don't have a supersized preview episode um for the alds and the nlds however I we honestly we, wanted to but all of our friends are uh, are busy partying i think right. of, from, from this past weekend busy busy uh Canadian Thanksgiving um, and for those who celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day or Columbus Day or whatever you have on your calendar um, I don't think anyone I, I don't have the day off I don't I don't know many people who do but apparently banks do so uh, party, party there I guess uh, anyway so <laughs> that's a long-winded way to say it's just us two today we're breaking things down we're looking at it um, if you want some more in-depth stuff, go listen to last uh, Wednesday, well, Thursday's episode that had some some deep dives. Um, I think we know who the Dodgers are. We know who the Yankees are. The Astros are pretty well known at this point. Uh, the, and Dylan has talked about the Braves plenty. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think right. I think we're I think we got a good we got a good idea. And I'm sure the next episode we have might still be uh, mid series and we might get a little bit more of like a hey, here's a last two games preview type thing. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see how this goes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how uh, our schedules line up here, because honestly, it was, today I was like, Texting people, hey, you, you available? You said you'd be available. Oh, just kidding. I'm not available. Okay, well, next time I ask, would you be available? Don't say you are. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's... Okay, uh, so Nime, you, you admitted you did not watch this uh, this final Mets-Padres game here. So Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, I, I just just, just by just by uh, a twist of fate, uh, I just didn't catch any of any of the three Mets Padres games. The first game was after the Cardinals already lost, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna not like it was a pretty rough loss, right. and I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna avoid baseball. Second game was on the same time as the Cardinals game, and the third game, like I was working and tired, took a nap, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna miss Mets Padres. We'll we'll catch whoever wins against the Dodgers. All right, so so that's the context for those who are uh, are listening who didn't watch the game. This is great. Those who did watch the game, um, you can listen to Nime's reaction. I did. I did start telling him how the the biggest news out of this is Joe Musgrove's ears. Okay, first of all, it was, Joe Musgrove was electric. One hit over seven innings, five strikeouts. No one was hitting anything off of him. Alonzo got a single, uh, and that was pretty much it. And uh, otherwise, Musgrove was just shutting down the Mets the entire game. And uh, later in his outing, Buck Showalter uh, went to the umps and pointed out that the same thing that a lot of people were pointing out on the subreddit and on Twitter, that Joe Musgrove's ears looked like they were sweating and burning and on fire, like they were just red. It wasn't really that cold. And uh, so... They they checked it out and uh, they Buck Showalter got the umps there. They conferred uh, before checking. They they very tenderly rubbed his ear, uh, checked everything. They they gave him the okay. They didn't find anything. Um, people noted his his spin rate and his you know the speed speed on a lot of his pitches were up from his average. But if you look at his game logs. Um, Average doesn't mean much if you don't know variance. That's that's a statistics thing. And they weren't like they weren't abnormally high compared to how he was during the season. Now, if he's got something super secret that he's using that he only pulls out a couple times. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I for sure clear him of everything, but I don't have anything to accuse him with based on that. But the real news of the night was Andrew McCutcheon, who who was watching the game at home, and he tweeted out this after the check. He So Andrew McCutcheon uh, tweeted out, here we go. I guarantee Musgrove has red hot on his ears. Pitchers use it as a mechanism to stay locked in during games. It burns like crazy, and IDKY, some guys think it helps them. In no way is it sticky. <laughs> But no, could be trying to just throw him off. <laughs> That's what? <laughs> Wait, how, the, the house is a thing that that we've never heard about before. What? So apparently, some pitchers use like it, it's like icy hot, except it's just red hot. Not and like he's not sticking candies in his ear. Um, if that was the first no, thing no, no, no. I, I didn't think I didn't think that <laughs> I didn't. He, he, just, you know, he, just, he just like chews up some big red and like right. sticks it on his he ears just <laughs> he just actually the the real pros just inject cinnamon straight into their ear veins uh, <laughs> but yeah so uh apparently run on and they like keeps him in the game keeps him focused or something I don't know like I mean I get you know whatever pitchers are are weird specimens right so like like is this the weirdest thing that I've heard a pitcher do this year? No, no. I've seen news stories about Zach Ranky. You know, right. like it's, exactly. it's, it's like, but it is, it is odd. And it's odd that like, it's odd that McCutcheon would say it's a thing that pitchers do, 
but you know, you and I have seen a lot of baseball news stories and I've never heard about this before. Right. <laughs> like that is, that is, I, I don't know how I've never heard about this. If it's a thing that pitchers do. I'm cu- I'm curious. It maybe I believe Andrew McCutcheon. Right. Andrew McCutcheon would right. know. McCutcheon <laughs> like, would know a lot better than either of us. Of course, of course. I'm not. I'm not doubting McCutcheon. I'm just like I'm shocked that we haven't heard about it before. Right. Like I mean, you, you think about things like when Spider Tech broke and pe- people were like, oh, how did this happen? It's like, well, no, base people around baseball they knew people like we knew yeah. pitchers were using stuff this was you know uh peds yeah everyone kind of knew stuff yeah. that, like people in the know knew stuff was up this is something i haven't heard of um granted this might just be we, both of us might be just showing our ignorance i bet there's uh maybe there's a lot of people like oh yeah everyone knows this um but andrew mccutcheon felt the need to tweet about it and they did show it on the espn broadcast and both broadcasters were laughing about it as if they had never heard of it so feeling feeling all right that this this might be just one of those weird things that um it it just comes up in the clubhouse and what a very odd what i'm so i'm so i'm I'm not i can't stop thinking about this so so like a couple weeks ago we i i i brought up uh i put it in the outline that um it, that a lot of players are drinking what tart cherry juice was that it well i, I can't even remember Something what like it was that, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so the, this and it was sweeping sweeping through the league uh and i mean it, it's kind of weird but you know it's just a tart drink apparently it's it's good for you antioxidants whatever but that yeah that like, got that's, a that's the kind of thing that, that... Like that, but not only, yeah, not only that, but that's the kind of thing that necessarily, like, you know, as a fan, you don't hear about right. until somebody writes about it. But like sticking stuff on your ears, you would think at some point somebody might notice that on TV, right. <laughs> like over, you know. And it's it's not like McCutcheon, you know, like McCutcheon hasn't is hasn't has played like it's like it's the the way that he s- seems to have said it is like not that it's like a thing that just started this year while right. he's been playing for the Brewers, like that has been happening for at least a few years. Right. That's so weird. So, so weird. Anyway, anyway, Musgrove, by the way, uh, on ESPN at the end of the game said, I get it, dude. They're on the last leg. They're desperate, which is such a, Ooh, like, spicy. That is very spicy. There's, there's some <laughs> spicy talk going back and forth. All right. So, um, just a, I mean, they're off that leg now. They're off their last leg that's now. Right. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're done. All right. So for those who who maybe were not able to participate uh, and watch this weekend, I'm sorry. It was a it was a fun weekend of games. Um, yeah. Like I said last week, I had a wonderful Friday. Uh, me and my dad went to a sports bar, watched the the end of the Blue Jays Mariners game, watched most of Mets Padres because. Uh, we had to we were watching my wonderful, beautiful three year old who I love so much uh, earlier during the earlier games. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the only game I missed this weekend, I think, but it, I watched most of them. The only one I really missed was the Rays Guardians 15 inning game. Um, I caught the I caught the end of that yeah, one on only because I woke up late. <laughs> like I was, I was asleep, and I woke up, and I was like, "Raise Guardians," and then the inning twelve or something, and I was like, "Oh, all right, well, I should watch this." Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was Fall Fest at my daughter's school, and we we were there, and uh, I thought for sure I'd, I'd missed the whole game, 
And uh, on the drive home, I just had my wife check the radio and oh, into the 14th inning we go and it's still zero zero. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess I haven't missed anything. Um, but <laughs> I guess the the general recap for that Guardians Rays series is three home runs, entire series, not much else. <laughs> like, um, just a lot of electric pitching performances on both sides, really. Um, or or is it just pathetic batting performances? I don't know. What what do you think, Naim? I you know, I think it was it was maybe a little bit of both. Um uh, uh but I think it was definitely I mean there was a lot of of good pitching for like 15 innings. And also, you know, in the in the postseason you don't have the the Manfred runner, right? right? So you don't have that that extra injection of offense. Um but yeah, it was just like like it was nothing, nothing for fifteen innings. Like that's insane. That certainly takes good pitching. Like like and and deep bullpens. Like there's it's it's it is rare to even like yeah it's it is insane. You're right, it's insane. <laughs> like Corey Kluber was out there pitching in like the thirteenth through fifteenth innings. Like it's wild. I I do feel bad for uh, Guardians fans who had to watch the winning home run be hit off of Corey Kluber. Like. <laughs> As uh, as one of uh, someone I was talking with put it, he's like, "Yeah, that's a real old yeller moment right there." Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was not something was bad, you know. It's just like oh. you know, over at, after some period. I mean, he's not been uh, he's not been Corey Kluber that he was in in the past, but like, yeah, after some period of time of pitching, like you know, even even Klubot gave up home runs. Right. <laughs> like it's gonna happen. And uh, the Guardians, who are ironically who were terrible outside of Jose Ramirez of hitting home runs in the regular season, it, they didn't hit home runs. <laughs> uh, they win, they win the series because they hit two home runs. That was their offense. Nothing but homers. Just, there were only two yeah. of them, one in each game. So uh, yep. there's that. I, I was thinking that, that Bieber McKenzie, uh, and that then Quantrill trio was going to surprise some of these um, the the fans who were saying, oh, Guardians only got in because the AL Central is the worst division in baseball, even though we know the NL Central had a worse win percentage. Um, and now we have playoff validation. I'm all right. We're going to keep going before we break into a, another 20 minute segment here. But um <laughs> I, I thought it's fine. everyone knows you're wrong. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Hey, 200 last teams weren't in the AL central. So anyways, uh, uh, the guardians pitching is lights out and I'm really interested to see which Yankees offense shows up during the, the ALDS here. Cause obviously judge has been one of, if not the best offensive season since integration, um, barring Barry Bonds, you know, non-Barry Bonds division, because Barry Bonds breaks everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, but outside of that, they they've been kind of a hot and cold offense. They they were really hot at the beginning of the year, kind of cooled off. Um, you know, finished the season. They kind of they they kind of picked it up a little at the end. But as someone pointed out, uh, I think someone. Uh, tweeted out like mid-season the Yankees just need to go 500 the rest of the way to win 100 games and lo and behold they finished with 99 so we'll see how that lines up I I think their offense is better than the Rays the Rays seemed a little banged up 
coming into the series. And uh, obviously, Yankee Stadium is going to be a little easier to hit at than Progressive. I think that's that. That's not that's not even just a short porch joke. That's a a Progressive is more of a hitter's ballpark, anyways. Um, fact, but we'll we'll see how that turns out. Uh, it'll be an interesting series to see how that offense lines up against the pitching, and then if the Guardians bats can can keep. Well, not even keep going, can heat up because it was two homers and scattered singles, yeah. and that's not going to do it um, uh, at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> right. And I mean, the Rays, the Rays pitching is good. You yeah. know, they're, 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 especially their top starters, and, and obviously their bullpen was able to go really deep. Um, you know, it, it, it is. It is good to be able to deploy a guy like Kluber out of the bullpen, uh, whether whether it you know ends up working out in the end or not. I think if it if it you know if they, if the Rays had been able to score in the thirteenth or fourteenth inning, we would be praising the decision to pull Kluber out there, and which I don't think we're we're necessarily decrying. But I'm just saying like would have been like yeah, uh, that's that's what they put him out there to do, and they put him out there and he did it right. Right. Um, but uh, you know I. I, I I do think the Yankees are going to take that series just because they are overall a little better constructed and they've got, you know, they've got, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Like I, I, I certainly, I think I would be rooting for the guardians, but, uh, but I think I would be expecting the, the Yankees. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, as you said, like their, their, their offense has had hot and cold slumps, you know, even, um, even judge who has been incredible had like a, not in, not amazing last couple of weeks like it was it was good um and obviously he hit those last couple home runs but like you know mid-september it was like he might hit 65 66 and he like squeaked by with 62 um uh which you know 62 <laughs> nothing like he, still he a, only a hit 62 come on he only hit 62 but yeah like <laughs> he you know we, we all thought he was gonna hit uh quite a few more a couple weeks earlier and and he cooled off a little bit um so you know i i I certainly think and then the rest of that offense was not like doing amazingly well around him is the thing so it it certainly could be that they're a team that came into the postseason not as hot as you want to come into the postseason had basically a week off um to not play baseball which can be good, but often, you know, sometimes the conventional wisdom is that you'd rather be playing than than have that time off. So I don't know. We, we the, I think the Guardians certainly could surprise, but I think uh, I think it's you know I think it's the Yankees series to lose. Yeah, uh, my boss is a Guardians fan, and he he was texting me afterwards because we had talked because uh, I took Friday afternoon off because I wanted to watch the games, uh, even yeah. if I was watching my three year old. She can watch games too a little bit. We don't give her much TV time, but we'll make an exception for the playoffs. Um, it was it was great. She also read with Grandpa, and that was a lot of fun. So, but uh, it's talking to him, mentioning, yeah, I, I, I hate to sit. I'm sorry, but I'm not cheering for the Guardians this series. But if they make it through, I'm definitely cheering for them. So he texted me uh, yesterday saying, "Guess you're cheering for us." Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, all right we'll see i i agree with that that take uh I, i'm cheering guardians but kind of expecting the yankees to to take it but we'll see um i do want to just kind of move off to more of a uh a higher level discussion here so the reason i think that that Rays guardians game was able to go so long 
was because in game one, Bieber and McClanahan both were just, they, they just carried as yeah. starters. Both teams only used. So they both went seven innings, right? No runs. I think Bieber went or six innings. Yeah. Uh, they went seven uh, and both only used one reliever. So yeah, two pitchers used. And that's why the bullpens were fine for game two and able <laughs> to two. just, to just go throw gas right away. Um, but I, I'm interested in that reliever usage because one of the things that I noticed was it happened in every, I think almost every series, every series had um, a team try to stretch out their closer for two innings, right? But I, I know you saw saw it happen <laughs> sure in, in the 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 Cardinals tried to stretch out for for two innings. Um, the the uh, Guardians uh, it, it was for one inning and one out. They brought in Class A to, to finish the eighth out. Bieber pitched seven point two. Um, in that that game one, um, the Mets did it with Diaz, and uh, it, it, we had some mixed results. And um, I'm, I'm just curious what you think of this this trend moving forward. Do you think this was a hey, it's a three game series? We're gonna even if it's game one or, or game two is do or die. We're we're gonna make sure we we use that reliever, you know, that elite reliever as much as possible. And maybe in the division series, we won't see it as much. Or do you think this might be a general trend moving forward of get those games you can win by utilizing your elite reliever as much as you can? I think it's a little bit of the first thing of we have three game sets. We're going to have a little, you know, let's try to win these two games and we'll have a couple of like a day or two off, depending, depending on how we set up our bullpens. I think it was a little bit of the, uh, the teams that, we're in these wild card series don't have deep bullpens um just you know or most of them don't at least have have very deep bullpens um and also you know in a low scoring affair i think i think like in the Rays guardians game where those teams do have a little bit of deeper bullpens as we got to see all of them through 15 innings <laughs> um they in a zero zero game you're like well we want to you know we don't want to pull our reliever out quickly in case we end up going 15 innings right which they ended up doing um so so i think it's a little bit of that in 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 that game um you know in, in a tie you definitely want to try to get as much out of your relievers as possible but as, as you're if you're leading then maybe you can uh you can you know or or if, even if you're losing you can be a little bit uh a little bit less of, less so with it but i think in general it was that the the bullpens are not super duper deep and they were like let's get what we can out of the pitchers we've got um and uh and you know if we have to get to you know the fourth guy and the fourth or fifth guy in the bullpen then uh then then we have to get to the fourth or fifth guy in the bullpen all right so uh the so saturday we had that 15 inning rays guardians affair and immediately after them was the 10 to 9 Mariners over Blue Jays crazy fest going on. It was whiplash in styles of game going back and forth here. Um, the, I, I don't know. The, the last game I can think of, 
that was that crazy that I was watching. Okay, there, there's the in 2017, you know, was that World Series, um, a game that later would live in infamy for for the back and forth, the juice ball, um, and then before that, I, I'm thinking of 2014 Wild Card game with the A's and Royals. Um, with just those crazy back and forth swings, um, I, I, did you did you get a chance to enjoy that that ridiculousness that was the Mariners Blue Jays game? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, so it, it was really funny because I, um, you know, I, I watched the first few innings and was like, you know, and and I think when the, when it was like eight to five, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, the Blue Jays are back in it. Good for them. And then I went downstairs to like, you know, have lunch and like whatever. And I was like, I'll come back to the game. I wasn't like, you know, super duper invested in it. I was, I was moderately invested in it. And so when I came back and it was nine to nine, I was like, oh, oh hey, you good for the Mariners. Yeah, you, uh, goodness, there was, there was just some, uh, just craziness, uh, well, what's amazing to me? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I didn't see the collision. I didn't know about the, the collision. collision. Yeah, that was, uh, that was brutal. And just watch it live. It was brutal on multiple levels. I mean, first of all, obviously Springer's health, Shet's arm. Um, I don't know if we've gotten an update other than Springer did was able to go to the clubhouse after the game, address the clubhouse. Obviously, we're not going to get an injury report for the next series because they don't have another series. But um, it doesn't sound like there's anything too serious. Otherwise, you'd probably have heard it by now, I I would think. Um, But uh, he's got some time to recover. So that was brutal. The other thing that was brutal about it was this was a, a dinky, like, no man's land flare to right behind second base. Like if that's hit anywhere else on the field, it's caught. And instead, there's a it there's a collision. The ball rolls out, and the bases are cleared. Like if Springer holds up, doesn't dive for it. Um, yeah, they give up two. They they probably give up two runs. But I don't know if that third run scores to tie the game. Mm. And I don't know if he gets to. Yeah, I don't think he gets to second because the ball is going to be right there. So it, it was a risk reward, and the risk did not pay off. At, at all. Um, but I also think that Springer was sprinting in full tilt thinking if we don't catch this, that like the momentum's gone, there's two outs. You get that out, you get out of right. that inning, um, get out of that inning with, with a nice three run lead still intact. Um, that game goes completely differently. So interesting play um, as a former center fielder. I, uh, I don't know how I would have played it. I, I know how I, I would have dove. It might not have been the, the smart play, but I would have dove um, because I'm not always smart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, just a just a crazy game to be watching at back and forth. Um, I, I be honest that we tuned over from that Rays Guardians game and we were listening on the radio on the way home and the Blue Jays thought they had it. I almost didn't even turn on the game because um, well, we can finish up the you know, fall cleaning or whatever and tune in for the NL games tonight. Mm-hmm. But then uh, and I just thought, oh, I had a busy day. I'm going to watch it. And it was worth it. It was a good game. Um, we'll see how those Mariners do against the Astros next round. Um 
the regular season did not go very well, but you can just look at 2015 when the Cubs swept the Mets in the regular season over six or seven games, and then the Mets swept them and got revenge and, you know, moved forward. So uh, we'll see. Um, Castillo was lights out in that first game, and um, we <laughs> I, I don't know much about the rest of how the Mariners pitching staff is, you know, Responding to the pay- playoffs, Ray did not do well. A bullpen yeah. was was all right. I mean, held its own. Um, well, I, I, I mean, did they? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> didn't. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, the the, the bullpen did, did give up a good chunk of those nine runs. So. True. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it is again. I I think I think you know uh, uh, a good chunk of the people on this podcast, aside from one notable exception, are probably going to be rooting for the Mariners in this series. But uh, but the Astros are just they're a very well constructed team. My uh, a friend of mine uh, was arguing to me yesterday that if the Astros had been in the NL West, they would have broken the win record. Uh, and the Dodgers in the specifically said the Dodgers in the AL West wouldn't have broken 100 wins. I disagree with I both of those d- takes. Disagree with that take. I th- very. I heavily. think. I, I think. I think the Dodgers would have. But I think the Dodgers might have won a couple fewer games, and the and the Mariners might have won a couple more games. But uh, but I, I yeah I, I do think uh, I, I do think that the Astros are just a really really good team, and it's it's you know it's hard to do that. Like you know like I said earlier with the. Um, uh, the Yankees and, and Guardians where the, where's the days off thing. I think the Astros are just such a good team that it doesn't really, like, they don't really, you know, have that same kind of like, yeah, but they had a couple of days off, so maybe they're not used to playing baseball. Right, it's like, yeah. no, they're they're the Astros. Right. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're just so good. And then I'll say the same thing with the Dodgers when we get to them. Like, they're just so good. I'm, I'm still on this swapping divisions take. They are aware that the A's lost 102 games. And the Rangers lost ninety four games, and the Angels were well below five hundred. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I said to him. Like, he, he, listen, his 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 argument is that the is that the AL in general is stronger than the NL in general. It's fine. We don't need to talk about it. Okay, that's no. you know that's that's probably true. Probably. Probably true in, in some regards. I think, I think they're a lot more even than than that. Like then maybe maybe it's like a hair better, maybe like like a, like a little bit better. I think I think you know I I would agree with like maybe like the Dodgers would have won a hundred and hundred and six, and the and the Astros would have won one hundred and fifteen or one hundred seventeen. Um, but uh, I I don't I don't necessarily agree with uh, with they wouldn't have won a hundred. Right. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, that that I don't I I this this Dodgers <laughs> team is too good too good for that no yeah they're they're, um, they're just they're just they're just really really good it's hard to like yeah they're good um and, and well we'll we'll see let's let's just move forward that's uh the aforementioned that we were talking about the padres met series hard fought series only game only series that went three games and yet of the series it had the least competitive games really when you think about it yeah not it's, even when you think about it's it such it just a was. weird it's such a weird, like, you know, like the, the, the Padres just completely annihilating Max Scherzer, I don't think is something anybody had no. on their bingo cards, you know, like, that's just like, you know, I, I think, I think people thought maybe the Padres could squeak by with a couple of runs, right? Mm-hmm. But like they, they seven runs off of Max Scherzer, it's just like, you don't, 
you don't see that coming. And like, I think after that, like you, you do, you know, you do still think DeGrom is going to, is going to come and, and settle things down. But after that first loss, it is tough to then say, you know, I think the Mets will win the next two. Like it is, they, they, they really did show up for this series. And I, and while, while I, while I don't think the Dodgers are going to be negatively impacted by that time off, I do think the Padres, coming in with such good momentum right, right? in a way that the, the guardians don't have the same kind of because they didn't score runs right but the padres scored so many runs off of good pitchers um scherzer and bassett and uh and like you know at at, at that point i think that's not only is that meaningful obviously they're coming up against uh a their primary divisional rival like i think <laughs> i think i the Dodgers are still so 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 good, right? But I, I I wouldn't count the Padres out at all. See, and this is where I'm interested to see how this goes, because um, the the rest of the wild card winners took it in two games, so they have their number right. three starters ready and set to go for division series game one. The Padres don't. Um, well, well, not only are the number three starter ratings have to go for game one, but then they can put their number one starter back in in game right. two. Well, all, uh, the Padres can do that. Darvish will be ready yeah, for yeah. game two. Um, all the teams will be ready for right. game two. And the but with the weird off day offset, the AL teams will have their number one on extra day rest for game two um, because of that weird offset for TV. Yeah, thing. I don't get that at all, but sure. Yeah, I. I'm interested they decided to offset it like that instead of, like, staggering the day, give them two days off. But I guess they didn't want the number ones ready for game one. So I guess that's fair. Like, I can see the logic there to some degree. Because it's it's all four teams. Tuesday is the last day we're going to have four. Last weekday, we're going to have four games on the same day. Because then it's uh, NL2... On Wednesday, AL2 on Thursday, NL3 on Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, we've got the four games stacked up if it goes that way. So, yeah, I'm interested to see West Coast battling it out. Um, The one downside for this, this is completely selfish. This is great news for everyone on the West Coast, for those of us east of the Rockies. Um, it means that they're going to feel fine with Dodgers Padres scheduling the NLDS a little later in the evening. Um, <laughs> Tuesday's game starts at 9.37 Eastern, which, hey, great that you get some primetime action out West. Um, just makes it a little harder for the rest of us to stay up, especially with, you know, grad school finals week and everything. But hey, you know, that's uh, that's just me. Um <laughs> um that going on so um yeah i i mean i i feel like the story is the the same for most of these uh division series is that the the four teams that got the bye um were very very good um the braves are probably the one I feel like could have the closest with the Phillies, but even then I feel like they're a step above. Um, But then again, I thought the Mets were a step above the Padres, but it turns out when you torch Max Scherzer, it really doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's and that's how all these series can go. Um, you know, you torch one number one pitcher and suddenly game advantage the rest of the way. That's a good place to be. Um, of course, in a five game and then a seven game series, uh, it, it's not quite the advantage that it is in a three game series. Yeah, and, and it is one of those things where, like, you know, if you obviously you don't want to just like lay down and give up game one, right? right. Like you, you want to start your best starter there, but now your, you know, your number one starter lines up against their number two starter, your number three starter lines up, your number two starter lines up with a three, three lines again, or and then uh, you like right. you have a a, a solid like line up for the three if you need to win a three game set then your two through three or your one through three will end up against their two through four which you know it can be a benefit nobody would do it on purpose right. but it could end up yeah, working this out high school and actually, it, it, yeah it's one of those things where like if it ends up working out for the next like three years then we might end up seeing teams do it on purpose yeah i'm uh i'm Interested to see. I know Deej has done some work looking back at teams that swept their championship series and then uh, played a team in the World Series who had uh, gone the distance. And the teams that had, you know, longer division or championship series seem to have done better. Um, However, we're talking about like one series possible of a sample set per year. So, right. Uh, I think, I think, okay, I know. I hey, crunched like the I numbers. Earlier, that, that, I, that, is, that is, that is almost right. like the conventional wisdom, right? Of like, of like the team that has been playing is going to do better than the team that has had the days off. Right? right. So, so that might end up, but like, but I do think if we end up seeing specifically that the one, two, three lining up against the two, three, four starters ends up going well for, you know, and, and we'll have, you know, approximately we'll have uh actually no, we'll, we'll, we'll almost certainly have a couple of years of sample size on on like of of four teams you know that, that doing that we'll have a couple of years of, of immediate sample on it that that i i i you know I, again you don't want to roll over for a game but you do want to set up like you do want to set up your best starter right. against their best starter so i could i could see that happening which then, you know, if we, if we take a down the line, then you're like, all right, now you're, you're, you know, as far as like fan experience goes, great. You're putting your worst starters in for the first game of, of the playoff series. What are we doing here? Yeah, but, I will say the, the buy team does have the advantage of their ace can go in game one and five. Um, and five. Which is, yeah, yeah. There's that which is huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did, and that's and that's something that that you know I, that people were talking about with uh, I know with the Mets specifically was uh, you know do they do they potentially put in Scherzer game one win game one put in Bassett game two win game two hopefully and, like and then right. if they win game two then they then Degrom can pitch twice whereas uh, whereas if you you know and and honestly the fact that we did we were not told the game two starter until the Mets lost game one I think. Oh. Up until the moment they lost that game, they might have been thinking I about doing that. I definitely think Buck Showalter would have thought about that. I, I, yeah. I think, and I think that's a, a pretty valid strategy when you when you think about it. Um, it's an interesting strategy. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I understand the concept of the strategy. <laughs> right. I don't. So I did. I did crunch the numbers, um, and it, it'll take about five years before we have a adequate sample size. Um, to sure. to know if this is in fact a disadvantage for the teams with the buy, um, unless 
we like the the wild card team have a ridiculous win percentage um you know and i could i could see a team i could see after like three years a team being like all right let's try to right. to you know if, if there's an advantage i could see a team immediately being like let's just try to try to do this and see if we can uh see if we can beat this weird advantage that that has started to spring up because team teams will often do something before there's an adequate sample size and i don't think they're wrong to you know you right. want to you want to try to beat the sample <laughs> so like yeah you know yeah exactly yeah get whatever edge you can so i can see that happening but we'll have we'll have to see if if that ends up happening over the next couple of years right if if they end up getting that advantage and it's also tough because you know on paper the team the the wild card team is going to be worse than the non wild card team unless you have a situation where the mets did advance right, right. then it's like okay well then you on paper they're they're about evenly matched although they're still not as good as the the dodgers but you know you still have like a, a much closer um closer matchup but all right so the the last the, the one we've avoided for your sake uh so far <laughs> the the phillies did did take it to the cardinals um mentioning the uh the times where trying to use the reliever for longer than an inning kind of blew up in the face um game one no so actually so and here's here's what i'll say for for game one i think the problem wasn't using the reliever for more than one inning i think the problem was not using other relievers for more than one inning earlier in the in the game jordan hicks pitched two-thirds of an inning and then didn't pitch the seventh and giovanni gallego started the seventh and i was like well i think you know i i I think fundamentally game one was lost to bullpen mismanagement uh game two was lost to no offense right uh but game one i think fundamentally was lost to bullpen mismanagement and like that's you know it's it's one of those things where throughout a full season a team you know uh, like uh, you know uh, a bad lineup what is it like a a bad lineup loses maybe one game versus a perfect lineup or whatever like that um but in the postseason, those things one game is a massive swing right. um so i think i think the lineup construction i thought was weird i think putting albert pujols starting against two of the best right-handed starters in the major in in, in the national league um was weird especially with a three batter minimum rule uh where you can you know the second they bring in a lefty even if you're not going to use albert right away you know you have him sitting there ready to to, sm- to mash a right. lefty um and uh and then on the other side um like yeah that that, i thought that bullpen management was was such a such a weird choice to then force helsey to go out and try to pitch five outs like it was it was very quick hooks on hicks and on Gallegos, and then a very long leash on Helsley, who I think should have come out as soon as he walked Bryce Harper. Yeah, I was, or even as soon as he gave a single up to JT Realmuto. But but the thing is, like I was saying about the bullpen depth, the Cardinals don't have a lot of bullpen depth. I think even Hicks shouldn't have even been the one to come in in the sixth inning. It should have been Payante then, or even Jack Flaherty then, come in, pitch an inning in two thirds, and then you have your Gallegos and Hicks for the high leverage situation. Yeah. Because I think I think Hicks came in and pitched against, you know, like the the eight and nine, or like the, the six and seven hitters or something like that. It's like you can, you can hold off. Yeah, I was <laughs> you curious know? about that because, like, I, I now I, I was a little biased. Andre Palante. Just say, I don't remember. If I, said, I don't know if I said Adrian because I always think his name is Adrian, but it's Andre. <laughs> so I was I was a little curious about that. Now, granted, I had you know they were following up that Rays Guardians game one where. Uh, Bieber and McClanahan had gone, you know, seven innings, but 
Um, I thought Quintana had kind of a short leash, considering he had only given up two hits and one walk. Um, That's the other thing too. Is, is Quintana got pulled with with a pretty short leash in, in yeah after five and a third, which I was, and only seventy five pitches. I, I would have right. given him because because he didn't. It's not like he got pulled with a runner on base either, did he? I don't, not not as far as I remember. Um, I think he got him out and they were like, cool, time to pull him and put in Hicks, which I thought was weird. I would have let him pitch until he until he got, at least got a base runner, right? The second, right. I, I understand pulling a guy once he gets a base runner in the sixth inning, but I would have let him pitch the sixth unless he got a base runner and then put in a guy, maybe Hicks, but maybe a guy like Flaherty or uh, or uh, Palante to to come in and be like, all right, you're coming in here to just to just make sure to get these you know to get the base runner and get the answer the outs of the inning maybe we'll give you one more clean inning because you are a starter you mm-hmm. know Palante started games this year Flaherty obviously is a starter and started games this year um and then you know now we have the a clean eighth and ninth for our two best relievers um Gallegos and and um and Helsley or even give it to Hicks and Helsley and that way you keep Gallegos in the in the chamber for if Helsley right. does what Helsley did, and now you have your basically your second closer out here to be like, all right, you now like I get you don't you know this is not the best situation to be in, but at least we have another high leverage pitcher that's able and available. I I thought it was so like I said this uh, multiple times. Uh, I would say never seen such a poorly bullpen managed game, but unfortunately I had to watch Mike Matheny right. for five years, so I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that it's the worst, the most mismanaged bullpen game I've seen, but this game was, I thought that game was fundamentally lost to bullpen mismanagement. Uh, game two, I mean, you can't win if you don't right. score a run. So that's, that's whatever. I, I, you know, I think there was, it was, it was, I think the lineup management was a little bit weird. Like a run was given up because, um, uh, because Juan Yepes was playing in the outfield. And before the game, Ali Marmol was like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving up defense in favor of offense and i understand that strategy there's nothing wrong with that strategy necessarily but Corey dickerson was still starting and he's not like beating like Corey dickerson was starting and and uh dylan carlson was on the bench and i understand that dylan carlson has not had great offense but neither has Corey dickerson so now you're giving up both defense and offense with dickerson when you could you know i i i would if you're gonna put um Yepes in, which I don't think is the wrong strategy. He hit the home run the day before. He is a good offensive player, but I would put him in for Dickerson instead of instead of uh, Carlson. But that's, I mean, now it's like you're kind of splitting hairs right. on a lineup and stuff like that. You, we didn't score runs. The Cardinals didn't score runs, and it was it was you know Goldschmidt and Arenado were pretty much silent. They went like a combined one for. 16 or something like that yeah. um which is just you just can't have that from your two mvps like it's just not that's not acceptable and, and you can't want a playoff series that way so i get that but uh, yeah i think again the first bank the first game i think was fundamentally lost to bullpen mismanagement and then like i said in the in the podcast right in in the in the uh, in, in the special episode we we what the hope was was that you win one of the games against Wheeler and Nola, who are the two the two, aces, you know, right? Like the two aces, right? They had they have they have top two aces, maybe the two two at least two of the four best pitchers who are pitching all eight of the games, right? right? Or all nine of the games or whatever. Um, so like I I uh, you know across the across all the wild card series, so like that is you want to steal one from the two of them, and you are about to steal one from Wheeler, and then you can kind of take the Nola loss because then you're coming up against Ranger Suarez, who is a left who the Cardinals should be hitting very well with three of the best right-handed hitters in baseball for the year. So like that was the hope losing the one against Wheeler. That's, you know, and then, you know, then 
like you you kind of expect to lose one of the two and maybe even both of the two to to, to have the game in your hands and give it away for from poor bullpen management was was the frustrating thing yeah. there. i mean you guys scattered okay, hits you guys scattered hits against the phillies yeah. you out hit the phillies that's the funny thing yeah you, yeah five hits five hits in each game or something eight, like that seven yeah. hits or six hits i think seven but, hits in game oh, sorry, two. Yeah, five hits in the yeah, five hits in the first. Yeah, the, the other, the, the last two hits in game two came with came both came uh, on the final right. strike. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that, that so. was uh, which was it, it was interesting. I so one thing I feel like I noticed this series, and maybe it was just um because I was watching the wrong games, or or I was I wasn't paying as much attention to the clock, or maybe it's just because the first game set me up for this. I felt like the games did not go as long as I remember. Um, postseason games going. No, I think you're right. I think I think they didn't like it. It, it really, truly did feel like as soon as a game ended, you were only like an inning or two into the next game that was going to that that had already started, right? right? And, like for the most part, except for except for the the weird, you know, Padres Cardinal situation, uh, and and obviously the the 15 inning game. But even the 15 inning game, like th- as that wrapped, we were only in like the second or third inning of the the Blue Jays right. Mariners game. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I mean that game was high scoring, it, it, so that one went a little longer. That's okay. The first uh, Rays Guardians game was well under three hours, like well yeah. under. Um, and then that the the second Phillies Cardinals game, um, it had caught up to the Mets Padres game because. Uh, Padres pitcher had some trouble with pitchcom, and I was curious how the pitchcom would hold up in a playoff atmosphere. And so far, it looks like when it gets loud, it can be an issue. And I'm interested to see how teams move forward with that, um, especially when there's runners on base. And then this is probably an offseason discussion because. I think we want to wrap up here, um, but just something we want to talk about this off season. What does pitch calm being uh, pitch calm in a loud environment mean for the pitch clock? Because um, if you've got 15 seconds on the clock and you can't hear the pitch, that's an issue. And uh, yeah. I think, I think I'm not necessarily against the pitch clock being a little bit extended in postseason oh, games, absolutely you know, not. like I, I, no, I, I don't disagree. I'm not ag- disagreeing. <laughs> I agree that yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be extended in postseason, um, especially because the postseason is when you don't mind those long shots of fans right. in stocking caps, nervously looking around and chanting. Um, yeah, I agree. Longer pitch pitch clock in the postseason. Um, which hopefully won't matter as much. Um, I do, I, for instance, the Padres today, they were calling time all the time against Bassett. They they were like, Bassett would come set, time out. Um, yeah. Soto did it twice before the, before the same pitch. Um, Bassett calls time, comes back in, Bassett comes back set. Time. Yeah. Like okay, that's that's I, enough. I, I, I've said this before. I've said this before. Like if if Juan Soto was on my team, I would absolutely adore him. Uh, but uh, the fact that he's, I I so hate his at the plate <laughs> antics. I don't I don't like them one bit on a team that I'm not a fan of. I know that if I was a Cardinal, I'd be a total Soto apologist if he was a Cardinal. But uh, the fact that he's not, <laughs> like, I like him in general. 
I like the idea of Juan Soto, but I hate the shuffle. I hate that stuff. Like I just I don't like it. I don't like it. That's yep. fine. I I agree. All <laughs> right, let's uh let's wrap this up. I do I do want um, one thing because there there was actually one news story oh. that we that we didn't get to, which is that uh, uh, Chapman is not going to be oh, on yes. the Yankees division series roster because he didn't show up to practice or something like that and didn't have an adequate excuse according to according to Boone. Um, there's not really a lot of speculation. I don't think that we can really do about it, but it is. I think it's it's at least worth noting and very interesting well, the, that that they would. Yeah, the the speculation I've seen is that uh, Chapman was possibly not making the roster anyways, and he knew that. Sure, and so he didn't show up, and then now they've got their excuse. Um, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he was like, like very, like, like on the edge. Like maybe we'll we'll put Chapman on the roster just because we kind of should, you know. Like it was like between him and like Loazic or something like that. And they were like, you know what? If you're not going to show up, well, thanks. You made the decision uh, for us. He's thanks. in Miami, so like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, that was uh, Boone. Boot. Aaron Boone said he was supposed to be in New York to throw throw live BP on Friday and just didn't show up. Um, and he's he's in Miami right now, so. All right, that's uh that's interesting. I guess we didn't touch on uh Phillies Braves much. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I talked I talked the whole time about about uh, how the Cardinals uh, uh did not play well. But I and I don't want to take anything away from the Phillies. The Phillies did I mean, play the well. Phillies, they do deserve the to be Phillies there. The Phillies played. This is so weird to say because I'm sure Phillies fans love this. I'm going to use a word that uh it blue collar you know first one in last one out fans they, they were just a scrappy team they scrapped across those runs but it, it yeah, they felt did, they like did. it like it felt like they did well, I, mean, I mean a lot of those ninth inning runs were were just off of uh three gold glovers Biffing. missing balls to them. <laughs> like it was it was like it was like i was truly i could not watch like it was i you know the ball to Edmund was a little bit tough. The ball to Goldschmidt was he tried to go for the out at home, I, I guess. The ball to Arenado was just like, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> like, I is just, but yes, but they like, the Phillies got up to the plate. They put the ball in play and that's what you're supposed to do, right? You, you, like you, they, they, they got runs across. Uh, I do think, you know, and, and it's this thing that I think uh, Dylan said in the um, in the previews uh, segment, which was that the Phillies were built for a three game series. They're built perfectly for a three game series. I think they're not built very well for a five game right. series. And I don't like. It's not that I'm rooting against the Phillies because they beat the Cardinals. I I I would be happy for the Phillies to make it all the way. I think like that would be awesome. Um, but uh, but I think they're you know the Braves are a, a much better built team uh for especially for a five game set that uh, that i think i think the phillies are going to be uh uh very quickly exposed but you know i'm you know happy for phillies fans to to get their first nlds since 2011 like i'm not i'm not trying to be salty here <laughs> i'm just well, saying I, I i it's it's like with the rest of the series i i just feel like um betting chalk from here on out is probably the way to go um Dodgers yeah. Astros feels like the World Series matchup to expect. Um, I think I think the Guardians but, won. The, the Guardians Yankees. The Guardians could make that series interesting I, more I than any other like one. That but is otherwise, the one, uh, just because of of the teams, um, I feel like the Guardians with Quantrill starting Game One um, 
having two games isn't I mean, he's not been as good as Bieber or McKenzie, but he's still been really good down the stretch uh, for the most part. He, he's had a couple of rough games, but is is more than capable of having a, a shutdown game um, again. And if that Yankee lineup doesn't it doesn't show up, um, you know, it, it's easy to walk judge. It's very easy to walk one person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think. Braves definitely have the advantage. Dodgers have the advantage. The Yankees have the advantage. I just think the Guardians of the four teams that advanced are best positioned for the DS um, because Quantrill could be starting. I, 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 you know, yeah, I think I think the Padres will make it interesting too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, just quick rundown for for listeners who are are wondering what the game schedule is going to look like early this week. Tuesday is the day that we have the four game stack. And that is going to be Phillies Braves at 1.07 p.m. That's on Fox. It's some day baseball on over-the-air TV. There we go. Then TBS gets the doubleheader midday with a uh, 3.37 start time for Seattle at Houston and a primetime 7.37 matchup Cleveland at New York. And then because we've got two West Coast teams, a... 937 start time on FS1 for San Diego at LA on Tuesday. They couldn't do that on Wednesday for some reason. I I'm a little confused by this, but okay. Uh Wednesday, uh Phillies Braves starts at 4:30 on Fox and Padres Dodgers starts at 8:37. You you'd think you could have bumped both those back an hour, but all right. I guess Fox wanted but, but it's on FS1. I don't know. I I guess Fox doesn't want to run into their normal primetime programming, which, all right, October, I get it. Uh, and then Thursday, 337, 737, uh, Seattle at Houston for 337. And, of course, the Yankees are in primetime against the Guardians. So um, that is the uh, first three days of the ALDS. NLDS Friday, you will get... The uh, the um, third game of the NLDS series, and then Saturday Sunday we've got the the four game stacks there, uh, which will be good good days of baseball again next week. So, all right, Naim, did you have anything else from this week you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. All right, with with that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next week we will if. We'll we'll see. Um, release schedule during the playoffs is always interesting because it is mostly dependent on which other people are open uh, and able to yeah. come on. And so, I have this unfortunate trait of like always being available all right, the time. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna make this happen. No one else is available. All right, now let's make this happen Sunday, and we'll see. Yeah, pretty much. We'll yeah. see how we can do during the week. Um, Hey, we we got episode 94 down. Uh, If you don't hear... So keep those podcast feeds refreshing. We won't have anything Tuesday, um, probably. But uh, don't don't be afraid to refresh midweek because we might drop an episode before next Monday um, with some some more news on when we're going to keep moving forward uh, on on release. Actually, I think uh, if I'm timing it right... Yeah, that that'd probably be when uh, when we'd release because 
the last games of the division series will be on Sunday. So, um, or no, Monday. The ALDSs will get done on Monday. So actually, next week, we might have a Tuesday release. Just so we can get the Monday series finished, depending on how the, the series go. I hate playoff yeah. time for release schedules, because... They get really <laughs> it, makes it, it makes it tough. Makes it really tough. So, anyways, just keep refreshing your feeds if you want to stay up to on date. that March two hundred. Right. Though, on so. that March two hundred. So, um, with that said, thank you so much for listening. Um, our baseball weekly is executive produced by me, Lewis. Our editor is Nime. Our theme music was hey. composed by Chuck Lease. Nime and I were your hosts for today's episode. Normally, we release Mondays, but as I just. <laughs> kind of ramblingly said um, during the playoffs. Who knows? So keep checking those feeds and we'll be back to a Monday release schedule uh, in the off season. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do our best to release the day after the last division right. series ends. That's our, that's our that's goal. goal. <laughs> but you know, either the day after or Monday, whichever comes later. Right. But uh, those, the, those Monday games might end a little later. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll do, we'll, like I said, we'll do our best. We'll see what happens. All right, well, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you when we see you next. <laughs>